Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 14 of Grovisation. Sincere apologies for the delay on this week's episode. I've had a lot going on in my life recently. Um, I was in an accident and a couple of other things just led to the delay. And I'm so, so sorry, but I promise you the delay is absolutely worth it. My guest this week is an amazing, amazing woman and I learned so much personally and we share a very similar industry. She's incredible. She is a porn star. I am a glamour model and, of course, I run my Patreon. We are both classed as sex workers. However, our worlds are still vastly different. It's And also very similar, but vastly different. And I find that a lot of sex workers get grouped together, lumped together, which is especially obvious in the light of the uh, foster sister bills coming around in the USA. The bills are now going through Congress um, and they're really going to fuck up a lot of shit for our American sisters and then therefore us as well. For those of you that don't know what they are, they are um, trying to stop sex trafficking but they're basically just a mask for um, the government being able to crack down on websites hosting um, adult images and adult movies. And therefore, our livelihood is being taken away from us simply because people don't understand that sex work is work. Come on, guys. So I get a unique insight into this from Carly. Um, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, my guest, Carly Ray. She's a fucking incredible girl. I'm really excited for you guys to listen. I learned so much. I came away from this episode. I know I always say this, but I came away from this episode feeling so like happy and positive and I think it really put a smile on your face. So have a listen, guys. Just by listening, you are supporting sex workers. So thank you. You can do so much more, though. Make sure you support sex workers or our industry is going to disappear and everything that you enjoy about it will also disappear. Things down to the little things like Patreon. That'll be gone. You don't want to lose that, do you? Hell no. All right, team. I'm coming to you from my sunny hotel in Brighton. Please enjoy this week's guest. Of course, you can always find me online at uh, Cats and Crows. K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. 
C-R-O-W-S. You can also find me on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Rebecca Crow UK. And you can always, of course, find me at my club night, Disgrace with Suicide Girls. We have a party on the 11th of May. It's going to be wild. And you need to come. Grab yourself a ticket now. All right. Beautiful humans, please welcome this week's guest, Carly Ray, to episode 14 of Crevisation. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Clovisation. Hi, beautiful humans. So, today I have a wonderful guest. She is a, uh, a leading figure in her industry. She's done some documentaries. You may have seen her on the telly. You may have seen her on your laptop. She is the wonderful Carly Ray. Hey, Carly. Hi, everyone. Hey, girl. So, Carly, for those of um, those listening who don't know who you are and what you do, can you give us a little rundown? So, I've been working in the adult industry for just over five years now as an adult film star. So, Amazing. I've been everywhere, done a little bit of everything. Yeah. You can, yeah, you might notice me, you might recognize me. <laughs> Do you ever find that? Do you find people recognize you in the street, but they don't know where from? Much more when I was younger, when I was at, when I was at university and it all came out and it was like a big shocking thing to a lot of people. Oh, really? Yes, all the time. But oh, God. So, nowadays people kind of, they might look, they might kind of whisper or point, but no one, no one says anything to me. Oh. Intimidation comes first. Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you're an intimidating figure. You're obviously a very successful person. Um, I've seen that you did a documentary as well on the on the BBC, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Amazing. So it was a couple of years ago now, but I loved every second of it. I think, yeah, I did something that not many people would have done within, within the adult industry. Yeah, so tell me about that. How was it? How were the BBC to work with? Really good. They allowed me to be part of the process from start to beginning and the editing process throughout obviously deciding what would actually make it into the program they allowed me to be a part of that which is very unusual it's pretty much unheard of ordinarily yeah that's that's great I find sometimes people especially when they don't understand an industry especially the adult industry they can be kind of intrusive yes yeah there were a few moments obviously I said something and it was quite an unusual thing or quite a big thing for them to just for me to say it as such a normalized thing yeah question. that's awesome though do you think that's um an important part of society perhaps coming not coming to terms with obviously it's, it's not bad or anything but um like kind of normalizing i guess the second sex industry the sex work completely yeah i think particularly our generation we're growing up now i think we're 
we're far more liberated than obviously the generations before us. We have a different insight into all these things. Yeah, I feel like it's come forwards in leaps and bounds, really, hasn't it? Yeah, with the with the kids that got the internet, everything was going to change. Oh yeah, yeah, the internet must have been a huge part of it. What do you think? So apart from the internet, or perhaps it is just the internet. What do you think's really helped this kind of like sexual liberation? I think it's just the way people talk about it nowadays. Like it's all over TV. People talk about it on the radio and everything. Like people aren't as wary of talking about sex as they once were. It's just. Just something you talk about to your friends, to anyone and everyone, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely have conversations with my friends about my sex life, about previous sexual encounters and stuff like that. What What's that groups are made for? Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. So the BBC documentary, you speak about people being more open about sex. What was, like, the public's reaction to that? What was your friends' reaction to that? I was actually very overwhelmed. They, they prepared me for the absolute worst, the BBC... Right. They stipulated you're going to get people sending hate messages, saying disgusting things. Oh they were like, don't spend, don't spend all your time on the internet. But it was the complete opposite. I've received nothing but positive feedback on Twitter. Even to this day, I get so many nice, like, supportive messages from just strangers. It's, yeah, it's everything I it not to be. Oh, my God, that's so good to hear. I think I've had a couple of Jesus comments, but that's as bad as it got. I think oh, I probably really? had a... People, people telling me I need to find God. Oh, no. I mean, that's not helping anyone, is it? I mean, I'm absolutely not going to tell anyone what to believe, but if you're the one going around telling other people what to do, it can't be a good thing, right? No, they're always the most intrusive people as well, the ones that send you those page-long page messages. Oh, my God, absolutely. So what's the most negative reaction you've ever had to your kind of career, and how did you overcome that? How did you get past it? Um, I feel most weary around women just because I don't know how they're going to react. Either it's a girl power kind of do what you want, I love what you're doing, mm. or the other spectrum. I've seen girls go from liking me when I'm just a normal person and then they find out what I do and it's, boom, completely change of opinion just like that. How bizarre. Like, if somebody told you they did for example, they were a dentist or something, you would never just drop someone because of their job, would you? It's such a unique thing, I feel like, to the sex industry. Yeah, yeah, it completely frazzles my brain, but... It's crazy, can't... isn't it? So no. if, if you were to give somebody some advice, if somebody who has never met a porn star, never met anyone in the adult industry, how would you want them to react? I think it should just be a normalised thing. At the end of the day, we're, we're still very normal girls. We're not disliked any other women all the girls I know within the industry were all kind of like the tomboys I would say we don't really care that much we're just yeah, yeah. the normal girl you could talk to on a night out yeah exactly I mean if sex work is work I feel like that's a kind of prevailing um vibe right now isn't it especially when all these foster and sister bills are going through yes it's all very hectic in America right now yeah it's crazy so, um, for my listeners listening who don't know what the foster sester bills are, they are they're the two bills or are they the same bill? Do you know, Carly? I think they're two two different bills, but they've kind of been combined together from yeah. what I've read on the subject. Yeah. So foster stands for fight online sex trafficking, and sester stands for stop enabling sex traffickers. Obviously, sex trafficking and human trafficking is a huge, huge issue. But do you find that the rest of your industry is kind of being grouped in with that? I feel like they've taken extreme measures and they're not, 
I, I understand things they've done. I see where they're coming from. I think there are two sides to every story. Completely. But I, I think they're targeting, obviously, porn actresses and people in the adult industry. Like, our online presence is what they're attacking. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly online, isn't it? It's kind of websites, they're holding websites responsible for user-uploaded content. Yes, I yeah, I understand why some of them have been shut down, but it's the same people playing video games, particularly in America. They have guns everywhere. It's like they're nitpicking on little little things just to blame someone basically yeah it's bizarre isn't it some things in america are completely fine like people will go around shooting each other but the second you mention porn or escorting or anything that's legal it's it's crazy they lose their minds so carly do you have any friends in america that have been personally affected by these bills at the moment i don't personally know anyone no obviously i've seen big effects on twitter mm. even even on our side of the pond uh, shadow banning and Stuff like that, obviously, our hashtags don't work anymore. There's yeah. so many different things that are going on that, yeah, it's affecting the whole industry. It's affecting the whole whole adult industry. It really is, isn't it? I know a lot of people, as you said, um, it's an American bill and it is affecting our American sisters, obviously, a lot more and a lot more, like, kind of immediately. Um, but eventually it's going to come over and it's going to bite us in the ass. Like, and like you said, the shadow banning, I've noticed some of, I think, hashtag woman is even a shadow banned hashtag, which is insane. Really? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. It's completely crazy. Have you found it impact you in any way? Like, have you noticed a decline in work or anything like that? I definitely. I'm not sure. I think a lot. A lot of my followers on Twitter, are kind of what I would describe as ghost followers, are people that have mm. discovered me because of the documentary. They're not actively liking stuff or Engaging, retweeting. Yeah. So I do feel like, I think my presence on my profile kind of has stayed about the same, but there's no increase, whereas I was getting a lot more views after the documentary and stuff. It's kind of just mellowed out. I'm not losing anything, but I'm not gaining anything at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, social media is so, so important to our job, isn't it? Like, I don't know about you, but for me, it's absolutely my main way of getting work. Yes, yeah, it's how I make a living through social media. Completely. So, like, what can people do to support um sex workers online like can, can we do any better i think people should just continue buying content showing your support to your your favorite performers whether that's through you can do sponsorship you can sign up to their websites obviously a lot of people use is it patron or patron yeah i, don't have I have a patreon it's so good honestly it's, it's provided such financial security for me Obviously, our jobs are quite up and down. You get paid job by job. Um, but it's something that really gives, like, a sustainable, regular income so I can actually, like, judge. Yeah, we're all about passive income. That's what I keep on saying. That's how I make my living. Signing up to OnlyFans, checking out my website. It's just, it's a couple of quid to you, but it means so much to us in the long run. You're physically paying my bills. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Like, I feel like, you, you mentioned earlier, the internet is obviously changing the way people see porn and sex work and stuff but then i guess the rise of like free porn on like Pornhub and um red tube and stuff like that is that damaging to your industry in any way do you think a lot of the big companies i found they do they leak their own content they leak little bits because oh, really? i know particularly on Pornhub, you do get paid you get paid on revenue on your videos oh that's good so i i keep meaning to look into it i haven't yet done it but it does seem to be pretty lucrative but in regards to people obviously stealing your content, and most of the time I believe they do 
they will pull it down for you, but it's kind of just one of those, isn't it? If they're going to put it on some dodgy website, yeah. that could be it forever. That's so true. I, I guess it happens to everyone. Like, um, I obviously have Suicide Girl sets on suicidegirls.com, and they're forever being stolen and uploaded on random websites, and it does devalue it in a way, doesn't it? It's damaging to not just the company, it's damaging to the personal person. Yeah, I'm far less inclined to put stuff on free websites, even even putting full content on like, well, OnlyFans and stuff like that. It's a bit hesitant, like, yeah. what if someone was to one day just steal it all? Or I've heard things about many videos about girls having they they upload a video, then the next week it's straight onto a porn site. So That's so unfair. Why do you think people do that? Why do you think they don't see it? Obviously, they know you're being paid. They know it's your job. Why do you think they don't like see it as a as a moneymaker? I'm not sure. I think maybe people are just a bit desensitized to what porn is and what its actual worth is to people. They just see it as something that's freely accessible on the internet. Mm. And obviously, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of grafting. We put so many hours into each little project we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, as I said earlier, sex work is work, and it really is a career, isn't it? Like you, when when they see you, maybe like a 10, 20 minute video, they really don't know how much work goes into that. No, they don't understand. You woke up at seven in the morning to douche and then you had to do all this, your makeup for two hours and yeah, a lot of sitting around, you have to do all the photos, all the photos for the video, yeah. the actual video, like yeah, there's a lot more to it than the 20 minutes you see, the 10 minutes you skip past because mm. you don't want to see all the acting. Yeah, all the beginning bit, the plumber turning up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so... Obviously, the porn industry is something I've I've never personally been um, a part of, and I don't actually know how it kind of plays out. So, how how's the whole process between booking the job and then seeing the finished product come to life? Can you give us like a rundown of the in between? It's very much a waiting game. After obviously after the filming's actually taken place to the release, you're very much kind of left in the dark. Yeah. It's not, obviously, you sign a contract, you sign away, you're right to know about this footage. So it is very much waiting for someone to start tweeting pictures or tweeting a video link at you. And then oh, really? You don't even get told? No, just because most of these companies are so big. They've got so much content coming in every day. There's no way of knowing. Yeah, I suppose exactly. they're like big film companies, really, aren't they? Yeah, they're huge, huge companies. Yeah, ridiculously. Yeah, the amount of videos get produced each year must be something crazy. Yeah, oh my god, I can imagine. So, there's obviously companies that produce porn. Are they are they like big parent companies or is it like lots of little companies? The British industry particularly has changed so much. In the five years I've been around, it's gone from... Back in the day when I started out, there were so many little amateur companies, little production companies, and then when all the laws changed over here, that was a massive impact on the British industry. Pretty much, it wiped out a lot of our fetish websites. They all had to go. I remember that, yeah. There was a protest outside Parliament and everyone, there was like a mass face sitting or something, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, it just, it changed so much. It affected so many companies, but we're, I think the past, past two years maybe, we have been building back. We're getting more of these big American names coming over. So our production company is getting it's leaps and bounds. We're not having to completely rely on our own British companies or British productions. Yeah, that's so crazy. I actually completely forgot about um, those laws. It was quite a while ago now. I'd say about five years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, I hadn't been around that long. Why do you think the governments keep trying to restrict it? Like, if nobody's getting hurt and it's completely consensual, surely it should be fine. I think it's down to a lack of understanding. They see words on the paper and they they presume that's the right thing to do. Obviously, it's completely legal for me to do a bukkake or something for like 30 men to come on me. But if I'm to squirt on one person, that makes it illegal. That's so insane. Two different sides of the story now. It's all it's all quite sexist. It is. I was about to say, with the squirting thing, obviously that is much more damaging to women. Women are the ones who squirt, and we are the illegal one. Yeah, yeah. See, if it happens in the scene, we have to cut it out. If you go to Europe, it's fine. You can come as much as you want. But if we do it here in England, it has to be cut out of the scene. So That's so bizarre. It seems like it should be such a natural process to film um, like a porno but you have to chop it up quite a lot. You must have to like stop and start. It must make it difficult. It's exhausting. When you're under those hot lights, you're trying to have sex, you're trying to look pretty and not ruin your makeup. Yeah, I can I can go for a while, but yeah, you need a break every so often just for a bit of water to cool down. Yeah, of course. It's so funny. Like Obviously, like I said earlier, people see the 20-minute movie, they don't see the work that goes in. It sounds like such a normal job, the way you're describing it. Like, people have to take breaks, people have to get water, people go for lunch. Yeah, I'd say it's very normal. It's just, yeah, no, normal people just doing a normal job. Obviously, there's nothing nothing weird about it or, yeah, everyone everyone just treats it as a professional job. Yeah. So before you um, made your debut in the adult industry, did you have any idea about all of this? Is there any way to find out kind of the ins and outs of it or did you just dive in headfirst? Me, I just, I, um... A random man got in contact with me a very long time ago and kind of mentioned adult work to me, the website, and said, this is this website, this is what you can do. Have you ever considered going into the adult industry? I'm 18. I don't have a clue about any of it, but I was a little bit slutty. I was a little bit curious. Mm. So I put it off, got to about 19, student, I'm broke, and I just thought about it and started selling little video clips I had on my phone which turned out to be quite lucrative so that was great 19 olds <laughs> making the odd bit of money for a crappy two megapixel video I've got on my phone oh my god I mean of course everybody's going to chase the money I, I think everyone assumes it's quite a well-paid industry do they it could be it depends what you're doing the the expectations that kind of like American press give you about you'll get $3,000 for your first boy-girl video and stuff like that. I think it's ludicrous. It's not the case. I think they set the expectations way mm. too high. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's one of those industries that it seems so glammy and glamorous. I mean, the industry I'm in is called glamour modelling, but personally, I don't. I think it's far from glamorous. <laughs> no, the pain you put your back through, arching into all those different positions, sticking exactly. your bum out, it, it looks pretty, but... My back is ruined. <laughs> oh, babe, I'm sure. So how long have you been in the industry now? How many years? I started just before my 20th birthday, so just over five years now. Amazing. So are the girls, when you first joined the industry, obviously women do this pretty much as a long-term career for most of their lives. Were there any women that kind of like mentored you or gave you some tips and tricks or helped you get jobs or anything? No, I pretty much did it all by myself. I wanted to do something, so I made it happen, pretty much. I mean, that's the fucking dream, isn't it, girl? 
I did. I'm proud of myself. I'm glad glad of where it's brought me to. Yeah, you absolutely should be proud of it. Is, is it something that you see as um, like a long-term career or would you like to progress into something related to it or unrelated? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I, I don't know the correct term of phrase. When you're good at lots of different creative things, like there's lots of, I've always been a very creative person. So I love photography. I love producing my own films and directing so kind of I think I'll always be working in the creative industries I would quite like it to kind of link back to the adult side of things but who knows really happy to do anything (laughs) I mean that's clearly your forte you're doing incredibly well you're very successful thank you very much (laughs) so Carly as a as kind of like a, a figurehead in your industry do you have any tips or advice for women who are looking to get into the adult industry I would always recommend having a strong portfolio beforehand. I went into the adult industry having never modeled before. I knew nothing about posing or doing my hair, doing my makeup. And I definitely feel that's where I kind of fell behind to begin with. No one, no one particularly took me seriously because I didn't know what I was doing in regards to photos. So don't be scared to get in front of the camera, glamour modelling, any kind of modelling really, just so you know what you're doing because that shines through over anything. It doesn't matter how how good you are at sex. If you don't know how to model and look pretty, then you kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of the day, you're you're being filmed, so you've kind of got to compose yourself. (laughs) Yes, yeah, they want want a certain look. They want you to kind of hit a certain standard. (laughs) Yeah, completely, completely. So in your whole career... Have you had any highlights? What's been like your the best thing that's ever happened? The opportunities that I've been presented with, I could never have imagined. When I was in university, I never could have imagined that I'd have the opportunity to travel from country to country. Obviously, I've seen so much of Europe. I've got to experience so many new things and be a part of beautiful 
yeah, beautiful work, really. I'm proud of everything I've done in my later years. That's fucking awesome, girl. It's so it's so nice to hear uh, such a positive outlook because there's obviously a lot of like negativity right now, especially with the foster sister thing. It's so nice to hear that you enjoy your job and you enjoy traveling and it really can open doors for people. Yes, completely. I, I don't know where my life would have been if I'd gone down the fashion route. Obviously, I think I'd be working in an office every day doing something that I like, but not something I'm really passionate about or... I want to go to work every day. I want to go to my different shoots, but I can't imagine myself being happy going to the same office every day and doing kind of the same mundane routine. Oh my God, same girl. Honestly, I've, my absolute phobia is doing the same thing every day, every day, every day. And of course, obviously some people, it suits, but I think some people it really doesn't and that's okay. I just love keeping it interesting. Every day is a different day. Yeah, completely. And people, yeah, obviously they they don't see that side of it at all. They don't see the traveling. They don't see, have you made like quite good friends in the industry and stuff? You've got like a good circle. Yeah. I have no issues with anyone. I've yeah, I've never come across a bad person really. Obviously you can get a few people that you hear are a bit of a diva, but no one takes anything to the extremes. We're all, yeah. Lovely bunch of people. Oh, that's so fucking awesome. So it's quite like girl power. Yeah, yeah, all the men are nice as well, obviously. You say, you set your limits, you say, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm comfortable doing, and people won't force you into doing anything or kind of push you over, push you over your comfortability. Everyone's there to support each other and have a good time. That's so great. It's funny because you're saying all this and it contradicts so much with the, um, I find a lot of women parading under the banner of feminism, but actually they're trying to tell you that you're being exploited and you're being taken advantage of. Whereas it's, it's, from talking to you, it's the complete opposite. No, I couldn't disagree more. I think it's brought nothing but positives into my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think, what would you like to say to the people who are trying to tell you that you're the one being exploited or you're the one being taken advantage of? I'd just say that obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinions, but what's right for one person is something completely different to another person. You might not agree with, the things I do or the way I talk or dress, but at the end of the day, that's what makes me, me. So as long as I'm happy, that's the most important thing. Absolutely, as long as you're happy and you're safe and I honestly don't see the problem. It's it's so bizarre that people, they take so much time out of their day to try and tell you that you're in trouble when perhaps they should maybe try and tackle real issues. Yeah, or it's normally something more rooted to home. If you have a problem with something, then maybe Maybe it's you're just taking it out on someone just yeah. because. Yeah, I think people, like we said earlier, people just aren't aware at all. Um, do you think we need to like educate people, like maybe sex ed in school? We need to involve like porn in that because obviously porn is a huge part of how most people learn anything about sex. I completely, I couldn't agree more. I've been, I've said it to a fair amount of people recently that us as a generation, I definitely feel like we were failed on sex education in regards to school I know the curriculum hasn't been updated in I think it's 20 odd years really yeah the curriculum hasn't been updated so you can't blame kids for going on the internet and trying to watch porn yeah and trying to learn things from the internet completely I mean personally my most of my sex ed came from porn like I started watching porn at a young age I feel like everybody does um we're not taught until we're a lot older that that's not um, it is unrealistic I suppose because it is the highlight reel like you say 
Yeah, I definitely, I think there's a different way to go about it. And I think they're not, they're pushing it under the rug. They don't really want young people to be able to talk about sex when clearly everyone knows about it. Boys tell you about it from whatever young age. It's always something that's going to be talked about in the playground. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Like in school, I, I always remember it was something that we kind of like snickered about or laughed about or something. But I feel like it, it would be so much more beneficial to everyone if it was an open conversation. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what, that's kind of what kids need. They just need to be sat down and said, what is it you would like to know? Just, I will answer any questions you have. Just tell me, what are you curious about? Exactly, absolutely. People just, it's better to know. Um, And on the subject of knowing more, knowledge is power. What is one thing that you've learned about the adult industry that you did not expect to learn at all? What would you tell yourself, like, oh my God, like your younger self, oh my God, this is something that I had no idea about? that I now know the main thing that changed me within the industry was kind of I had a very naive attitude towards life before and it completely it made me grow up very quickly it kind of yeah it stopped me being this young child I was maybe a bit of a pushover to begin with and it taught me that I have to be this person I have to act a certain way and be self-assured to be be taken serious really within the industry and within real life yeah yeah so it's definitely helped you grow like confidence and stuff yeah yeah as much as I'd like to be 19 again I do not want to be that girl anymore (laughs) oh my god absolutely like being a teenager was the hardest fucking period of my life I was so doubtful (laughs) everything (laughs) so yeah speaking of being a teenager obviously it's quite like a turbulent time in your life um, I've heard recently people discussing um, working in the adult industry can be detrimental on people's mental health and stuff like that, especially when they start from a young age. What do you feel about that? I think there's a right reason and a wrong reason to get into the adult industry. I've met girls before who have been very adamant. They really wanted to get involved in the adult industry. I then One girl, I helped her get into it. Her first video came out and obviously people found out and she didn't take it well her family didn't take it well and it's kind of getting into things for the right reason I don't think you should go near the adult industry if you've got any sort of underlying condition or preconceptions you have to be aware that once you're out your ball's out for everyone to see you you have to be this strong person yeah absolutely ball's out literally and figuratively yeah how, how have you found it's affected your mental health and what do you kind of do to keep yourself on, on a good level? I'm a very relaxed person ordinarily. I've never been one to get stressed out about things. I'm thinking smoking weed probably does help. I'm very, very chilled. <laughs> uh, I mean, girl, it's, it should be a medicine, like legalise it now. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, no, I think it's about doing things uh, within moderation, there was a point a couple of years ago where I was, I felt so overworked, I was traveling all the time, and I just missed my bed, I was like, I need to stop going away for a little bit and just focus on me, work from home, just because doing insane hours all the time, it's not good for your mental health, you are going to end up crumbling at the end of the day or having a panic attack or something. Yeah, I think that's true in most jobs. I find a lot of people I know have been like signed off from their jobs, just regular office jobs, just purely from overwork. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing something all the time, you just need a bit of TLC, really. Yeah, exactly. And that points back towards that sex work really is just like a regular job. Like you can be overworked, you can, you can have a bad day. 
Yes, completely. Every day. We're just normal people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Carly, for, if there are any women listening now who thought, I really want to get into the adult industry, I have absolutely no fucking idea where to start, where would you point them? Is there like an agency or any resources or anything? We really don't have anything to help over in, in England, really. They might do in America, they're more agency-based. Mm. We've got a couple of good ones in Europe, but unless you've got that initial experience, obviously, with a nice modelling portfolio, a couple of videos, even just amateur videos that you filmed on your phone, you, there's no need to get a professional camera to just, obviously, establish yourself. One of... One of the first things I did when I started out is I put two videos on a free website straight away just mm -hmm. so people would be looking me, looking at me, getting to know my name and yeah, yeah, kind of that, that, that let people know this is what I am, this is what I can do, book me. Yeah, I guess you can kind of like gauge the reaction as well and like send it to people and be like, hey, look, this is, this is how good I can be and this is what these people think. Obviously, they're going to like me, so it's beneficial. Yeah, yeah, and Twitter was back in the day was absolutely amazing until you get a shadow banned twitter is the best <laughs> it's crazy isn't it like i feel like a lot of people have been shadow banned recently uh, twitter seems to be one of the most liberal social media platforms but they've cracked down massively yeah they've gone to extreme lengths i've seen girls who have got maybe two three thousand followers only and they've still been shadow banned because <gasps> they're on the edge of the adult industry that's obscene what the hell yeah, so it's not just people who have got tens of thousands that are getting affected. They're pretty much anyone that's using the wrong hashtags or I think it's um, repeat content, like when OnlyFans appears every time you get a fan, they're blocking people who are using, have got bots on it. What There's, the hell? making so many different things. It seems like such a, a kind of like campaign against sex workers, doesn't it? Like that's the kind of thing you would want to do if, if you're trying to filter out terrorists from social media, not somebody that has a legitimate job. No, exactly. I'm not sure why they've had a sudden change of heart or why they've gone to such extreme lengths, but I do feel like there should be a different way around it. Yeah, completely. And they don't verify sex workers or anything, really, do they? No, no, they're doing well. It's probably for the best that they don't verify at all, then they'd have a nice little registry. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I suppose they would just pin you down more. So I'm going to rewind a little bit here now. How have you found, um, you know, you said you posted your two videos online when you first started your career. Yeah. When you look back at them now, do you see yourself that you've like grown as a performer? That is one of the things I do love about obviously the time I spent. I can physically see myself growing up from the 19 year old girl at the very beginning to the strong performer I am today. Obviously back then I thought I was the bomb. And now <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You can tell you can tell who I've become from who I was. That must be so rewarding. Like it is a career that you must be so rewarding. Yes, yeah, I I love every second of it. I've loved what it's done for me, how it's yeah, changed me as a person and kind of it's given me the fantasy life that wouldn't be possible for a twenty five year old to be in the position where I am now, living by myself since I'm twenty one, obviously being um like financially secure has given me that i never could have imagined ordinarily yeah it's, it's bizarre isn't it where they look so much down well some people look down on the sex industry um but most people i know have actually benefited quite a lot like i've personally just bought my first house and i'm 25 yeah yeah people don't understand that it's not it's not all that bad <laughs> yeah completely 
Oh, Kali, I feel so fucking positive now. Like, you've really, like, of course I'm a sex positive person anyway, but I didn't know the ins and outs, and you've really, really not changed my mind, but, like, upgraded my kind of, like, love of the sex industry. It's, it seems oh, amazing. I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> so, Kali, just to wrap up, you said you obviously started when you were 19, um, and you're 25 now? Yeah, just yeah. turned 25. <laughs> awesome. So, are there any girls that we should be, like, looking out for who's, like, the upcoming stars? Oh, I have no idea if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure. I can't. I'm not very good with names. I have to blame dyslexia. <laughs> but too. I always, yeah, I like to keep an avid eye on Twitter. I was, I'm always following new people. I love perving at the Americans. Just cause <laughs> similar, but they're so different to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's, it's we're a very different place over there. Like, especially state to state, it varies a lot. It's kind of strange. So, Kylie, who's, like, your number one? Who's your girl in the industry? Who's your girl? Who's my girl? Um, I'm always, I've always been more of a tomboy, if I'm being perfectly honest. Oh, yeah? <laughs> women, yeah. I'm 50-50 with women. Yeah. I can either tom, tomboy girls, that's great. But proper girly girls, I'm always a bit a bit awkward around. Oh, really? It's so bizarre. People, I think, assume that it's, it's quite ultra-sexualized and ultra-feminized, but it's really not. No, no. You can still be a big old tomboy and get away with it. I love that. You're, you're a girl after my own heart, Carly. You really are. <laughs> well, babe, thank you so much for chatting to me. I'm so sorry um, for those of you that don't know, my computer started installing updates. So our conversation with Carly has been cut a little bit short. But, girl, thank you so much for chatting to me. You've actually taught me so much today. Oh, you're very welcome. Carly, where can we find you online? So you can find my online presence. I am on Twitter at Carly Ray Summers. And I also have my website, houseofray.co.uk. Oh, you and love that. As with everyone, OnlyFans slash House of Ray. Fantastic. Have you got any projects coming out soon that you want to plug or anything like that? I've got a very exciting parody coming out at some point. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the exact date of it, but um, the new Han Solo film, it's Han Solo, so I'm oh very... Oh my god, that sounds amazing. It was, I was full body painted pink, <gasps> so... <to> no! <laughs> so quickly before we go, I've just thought of another question. How do you feel about the kind of like parody porn? Like, I saw Adventure Time porn once and it was very strange. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think, yeah, I'm all about the long scripts actually getting into thing it takes it takes most of the day doing the scripts before you get onto the actual porn side of things but yeah. i'm all about the fantasy that is my favorite part of my job oh i love it so much carly thank you so much i think ev everyone listening is gonna really have a really unique insight into the adult industry now you've really had us all thank you so much girl oh you're very welcome well carly you have a wonderful day and it was so lovely to speak to you take care girl bye see you later bye 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.